Hello, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me, Dave. No problem, mate. It's glad to be here. Nice to see you getting your thing running. Absolutely. Thank you yeah, very man. much. <laughs> so news. I guess we should um, tell everybody how we know each other. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So um, music brought us together initially about 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, it uh, was, wasn't it? You were it? singing it was music. in a band that I was... Yeah, uh, I ended up in a band. That's what happened. Yeah, you ended up in a band. Yeah, I went yeah. into the music shop and said, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a singer, but I'm not looking to get into anything. And then, like, a week later, a guitar player phoned me and said, <laughs> oh, you're a singer, are you? I'm, I'm looking for a singer. How Co- coincidental. He just happened to pass on that information. <laughs> it was quick. <laughs> but, you know, I went with it and ended up in a band, yeah. See, I guess it's been, what, uh, 20 years since we first met and we've been friends and probably mm. 11 or 12 years we've been really really close friends very close friends yeah yeah mm. yeah we got Some to know each other a lot better from yeah. 2012 onwards it was uh, yeah the year the world ended that year <laughs> yeah it was it was catastrophic it was terrible Terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Nearly did for me once or twice, but above my, yeah. I fun. think um, it did for me as well, but for us back in 2012, that was probably wine-related. It was very much <laughs> late-night philosophical <laughs> wine-drinking sessions. Absolutely. It was quite fun. So we put a lot know. of the world to rights at that time. Yeah, we? surprising yeah. it's such a shit stain now, <laughs> to be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> How did that happen? I could have sworn we'd sorted it out, you know. <laughs> you didn't work hard enough, mate. That's obviously didn't, I, you know. We were obviously deluded as to <laughs> the impact <laughs> that these discussions were having. It was like... <laughs> yeah. That's quite interesting because I think um, our friendship is um, is quite an interesting one because it's been very mutually supportive and we've, we've mm. both grown together at the same kind of time as supporting each other it's been quite an interesting journey yeah very much very much so and it happened well it happened quite fast initially but then it gradually grew didn't it i Mm, think as we mm. got to know each other better Mm. and you know we realized similarities of experience i suppose Mm. um ways of relating and then it's just become this thing isn't it where talk about whatever you want to talk about need to talk about and it's cool don't worry about it you know and it's um which i think is well i think it's a a wonderful thing i think it's a great thing you know Mm. i think especially between two guys it's not so common you know which is which is is a shame in a lot of ways because it it could be you know Mm. and it it really Mm. and i hope that it's I mean, from my childhood to now, things have changed quite dramatically in the way men relate to each other. Mm. And I'm hoping that that kind of um, continues and grows. Yeah, me too. Because there's so much space for it to grow into there. Mm. Um, You know, and we are in a time of of independent and collective discovery, um, Mm. which is incredible. It's, 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 and you know, the long may that continue, really. I think um, it's going to be beneficial for for ev- for everyone. You know? I mean, we both had um, experience of being in very male-dominated environments. Mm. I mean, you mm. ten years in the navy. Yeah. I grew up in yeah. a butcher's cutting room, and then twenty odd mm. years as a lorry driver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's navy taught me a lot. I was, um, you know, in 
close proximity to you know there was like 300 people and mm. I was on three different warships over my time spent three years on the first one it was 280 guys on a, um, t you know you you learn a lot in that kind of environment it's a very you know there's there's no privacy as such you're you're right at, right in amongst it and you're doing hard work a lot of the time so you learn I learned a lot about people you mm. know I, I learned a lot about myself mm. fundamentally but how people relate to each other and different circumstances and you know and I've said to you before but you can look at the world and you can have a perspective that it's a bad nasty place but you know, I, I spent 10 years in the forces and I came away thinking, what what's with all this <laughs> war stuff? Because from what I'm seeing, yeah, everyone's got loads of stuff that makes us behave sometimes in ways that we'd rather not. Mm. But at the core of everyone, I mean, you know, this is, you know, I spent time with thousands of guys in difficult circumstances, mm. genuine Potentially life-threatening. Potentially life-threatening, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a couple of situations, for sure. And it was like, but what you, what I found anyway was um, heart, you know, fundamentally. Mm. was at, You know, at the core of everybody. Everyone's got their bullshit. Of course we do. I've got mine. Everyone's got their front. Everyone, mm. but, but, you know, once you get past all that, really, truly, what you find is true beautiful human beings you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it's that's maybe sounds a little surprising for some people but it it, it, it was surprising for me i suppose so yeah you know different I, to I, your expectations certainly well yeah because you you know especially now if you look at the world and what's what's going on you know you you you'd be forgiven for thinking humans are fundamentally flawed or mm -hmm. evil or mm things like that that's not the case that's God not the no. case it's it's to me it's environments environment is everything it's absolutely mm. everything and that environment from it's actually been proven i think with robert sapolsky's work that environment even before you were born like you know ancestral environment mm. has shaped you and i now but also our environment as children and, and and then onwards basically is shaping us constantly mm. into who we are mm. we have a habit of um in looking at people and saying you know he's a bad and he's done this so there go he, he you know mm. and we isolate the person from the environment mm. and then we chastise the person or lock them up or whatever mm. we don't tend to question there's there's mitigating circumstances maybe but we don't tend to question the entire environment and go is this thing conducive for we don't try and work out what caused that human being to for want of a better word fail in that way well, do you know yeah, what I mean? That there's something wrong in the system that is yeah, causing the human we don't, we don't, being to react yeah. in that way. And we just blindly, uh, there's an awful lot we blindly accept, mm. to, to be honest. And mm. one of them is in the environment, uh, mm. you know, and it, it's like, well, you know, this this child is functioning perfectly. Ergo, there must be a problem with this child. And it's like, it's really not as simple as that. No, you know, it's, it's not. It's and, and environment does shape you when you're growing up. 
oh, you know, God. environment yeah. shapes yeah, you massively. 100%. Your primary caregivers, your parents, your teachers, your your extended mm. family, and then eventually your friends and peers. Yeah, you know, they mm. all shape everything. You is everything, everything is shaping you everything. into who you are. Mm. We get we have the sense of um, individuality, mm. um, and. Of course, there's a degree of individuality, but you can't disconnect us from environment. It's course, it's, imp- no. it's absolutely impossible, mm. and it you know, it it's not right to think that um, that you've got you get somewhere totally independent of environment. You just don't. It's yeah. I mean, if you look at the education system and what ha- what happens there, um, and how your mind is shaped. we we don't really pay attention to that and we don't take responsibility to that what we what we do is we say these children need information right but i've got the information here right get them all in the same room sit them down and get the information into them and then we'll see how some respond to that and some don't and the ones that don't well we'll probably we won't say they're bad you know because this is the advancement now isn't it well you're not you're not bad you're just you know you just don't comply so much do you <laughs> do you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> and it, you know it's I, I for me i i just think it's fundamentally flawed fun i mean i mean like you know, I know the word fundamentally really does mean fundamentally, fundamentally. but I really want to stress how, <laughs> how fundamentally you want to stress the it fundamentals is. of fundamentally. Well, absolutely, mm. because it's right at the core of everything. Well, I think this is you being know. more and more recognised now. You know, I think more and more people are cottoning on to the idea that this one-size-fits-all education system mm. doesn't work. Yeah, it's a nonsense. You know? yeah. We're not looking at the the individual and saying, well, what are your skills? Mm. What's your skill set? What are you interested in? What lights you mm. up? What are you passionate about? Mm. Look and at all of that and take that and then apply it to the education mm. system rather than taking the education system and applying it to the child. Like what exactly? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the wrong way around. And I think, which is a major problem, which a lot of people won't like me saying, but that's never really stopped me. So <laughs> <laughs> off we go. Um, is that... The, those running the education system have defined what have defined um, <laughs> right, man. Oops. yeah they've they've defined what intelligence is and yeah. spookily enough it's retention of information and in my experience there are vast arrays of types of intelligence that were only and I know we've kind of got this inkling about that now within the education system oh well there's other but still it's Mm. retention of information and then application of that information thereon is intelligence and it's like that is a form of intelligence yes it is Mm. but there are there are a vast array of other forms of intelligence creativity I would just the lack of creativity in in schools Mm. and so people to hop in here and on Sky News they have a page and it says that the education systems across Britain are failing on every measure and 60% of parents don't believe schools prepare pupils for work according to the Times Education Commission. Now that... That's a a statistic. 60%. Yeah, that's a... You know, but it... Mm. Again, the question is, what do you do about that? 
and, and I'll, I'll give you the answer straight off, is <laughs> nothing. Because there is no mechanism being designed to make changes to the education system, which is exactly why it's the same as it was in the Victorian area, just with computers. Well, you know? this, is, this is what the study states as well. As I was reading along, there's one part about this where it says the only change in the education system recently was during covid and that was where we were using technology like iPads mm. and computers to do it all online. But that was mm. the only biggest change that has happened mm. in the recent hundred yeah. years. Mm. It's just yeah. a technology has changed, but the same structure is there. Yeah, because the same mindset has been applied. That And the mindset is, ev- is everything. You know, I mean, you, if you don't, well, number one, if you don't appreciate the mindset, then you you've got no chance of changing it because you can't no. see it for what it is mm. so so therefore you know you're just looking into a dark puddle and you just it's mm. like i don't see any problems and it's <laughs> like but you you've got to see that the mindset the core the core thing that it is trying to achieve is flawed mm. and people a lot of people will say that well the education system is to prepare you for work and okay well okay open up that question so what you're saying is that the best way to treat children is on a system that currently at this point in time is absolutely failing Mm. financially Mm. countries together everything is just falling apart so we're educating children for that are we (laughs) that's your that's your that's your big plan is it (laughs) it's Mm. like and you know yeah i'm being a bit flippant but only only to make a point and and really the education system is to fit in with an economic system Mm. and that is not the best way to decide how to educate children and that's not the best way to get well-rounded adults as far as i'm aware there's not even a conversation going on about this at any kind of government level well, about no, changing they, the education be. system because I mean I haven't heard anybody from the government admit that there's even a problem with it well no but well from a government point of view they all, all eyes are on the economy mm. yeah because mm. they, that and this is the, the money, money. well exactly but this mm. is the problem you know it, well it, it's a further problem and it's all part of the same problem really mm. but when you put an economy at the head of everything so you say well we can do that if we make enough money right well let's educate children you mm. know, and, and to comply with the system so we can generate more cash mm. and then we can and that's backwards because mm. because what you're what you're you, you, you your focus is wrong because mm. what you're making the the problem the, the problem can't get fixed until you address it in another way mm. that's non-direct as in what what way would you address the the problems with the education system for instance well you know you you would certainly have a look at what children actually need mm. based on the information that we 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 have you know yeah, it's not like it's it's not like we're short of stuff mm. it's that the systems are so in place and untouchable mm. that it doesn't matter how much information you've got you can't get in the door to mm. make any change because it's you know i mean you can you can continue it with government yeah they they're still which we've talked about in the past they're still in wooden clad in room shouting each other yeah they're still doing that why do they do that well that's the way it's always been done that's not a reason to do something no <laughs> do you know it really isn't it's it's a, it's a fundamentally 
flawed reason. And the the problem is that the the education system is only one part of us got stuck in a rut, absolutely stuck in a rut where we are servicing an economic system instead of an mm. economic system servicing us. Mm. That's what I would say. Is it bizarre? Like, so many people go through the education system. There's so many people my age that did the GCSEs, A levels, university degree, mm. Mm. and you know now they're doing a job that is completely unrelated to the degree that they studied mm, for yeah, in the first that happens place. quite a bit i met so quite a few people what the in that hell? situation and i, I again what a waste well yeah you know, what a complete waste but what we're what we're doing is it's conveyor belt education mm. um so you you get into preschool at four and then jump off you go and that conveyor belt is your path so you get to what is it 17 18 mm-hmm. and then you're deciding what to do with the rest of your life i mean <coughs> really 17 18 you're well, gonna know that some do fair when enough I was, what, you know. 13 14 we, we took our choices for gcse's mm. so at 13 14 i was choosing the gcse's i wanted to do with a an eye on the a levels i wanted to do yeah. With an eye on the degree Where that you I want wanted to get. To and it's yeah. like at 13, 14, like yeah. I could barely tie my bloody shoelaces, let alone make any decisions about the future of my life. Yeah. So at 13, 14, I mean, if you screw that bit up then. Yeah. Yeah. You're all forced, the rest of that pathway to choose. falls apart. And, so. you know, you're. Yeah. It's. I'm not again. I'm not saying you know. I'm not saying that people aren't in. Uh, you know, I have friends who are teachers. You mm, know, mm. I know that's the thing that people mm, say. Mm. Some of my friends are teachers, <laughs> <laughs> but they are. You know, mm. and I know that they care passionately about what they're doing, and they're doing the best with what they have to hand. So, and I, so I, many of them are disenfranchised I, as well, aren't they? They're feeling it mm. for sure. Mm. Um, but it it's not like we've we've got ourselves stuck we've fundamentally got ourselves as a civilization so mm. just zoom out from education system even government mm. as a civilization we're on a conveyor belt and there is no off ramp you know mm. and it's just this thing and it's just drags everyone with it it's like get on go and it's like is this the best way we can do stuff really come on you know mm. but again it it the problem comes down to having an economic system which is god essentially mm-hmm. and i don't i don't say that lightly because it essentially is to because it's shaping everybody's lives shaping children's minds shaping the way people are interacting with each other with themselves how they see themselves the information that's getting bombarded at them day on day mm. the things that are being developed to develop more money it, it, it is a complete shaping tool mm. and it's shaped everything and there's no off button you know? to to add to what you just said um and to a previous question that rich has asked um i'm on the the welsh government right now and this year they said that they're adding a new curriculum um, and this curriculum will basically give us a higher standards for literacy and num- numeracy so that we're more digitally and bilingually competent and more confident 
to be able to go into the new world of technology. So again, it's nothing to do with individuals mm. or it's yeah, just well, mm, yeah, mm. it's not it's, and it's it, about conditioning again, conditioning yeah. the children to come into a technological era. And I, I was just reading up on it some more, and they're not getting rid of any other curriculums. They're mm. just adding this on top of everything else. Mm. So mm. I came out the schooling system, say six years ago. I hated it. There was just so much at one time and now if i add this on top i think i would crack because this is just yeah again again what the it's reactionary that's the thing and and understandably reactionary you know it's not like i don't get it i get it yeah it's like we're going to need more technological people but that's that's 1984 that's what they you know if, mm. if you go back and read that that's exactly what was going on it was like condition people to comply with a way of being mm. not stop a minute and think what does that child need to develop in the, the most whole way that we understand right now do you know and I think that's just a simple question that we're un- well, we're unable to answer it, or or unwilling to answer it, or even unwilling to ask it. I think probably. I think that was probably where you it know goes, because people it, already know the answer because it it would it's it's like pulling on a string and unraveling the whole jumper. And mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Once but you it, start, but it, but it's true, and it's it's for me at least, it's it's an acceptance. It's like you do this broad brush acceptance of the way things are mm. and then go, right, let's get children more technologically advanced, like you're saying mm. that. Mm. And it's like, well, hang on. Are we not going to notice the big acceptance bit that you just did there? So we just brush over that? And yeah. and and it's like, oh, no, well, we have to because of this, because of that. And it's like, you, you have to because you're not ask, asking bigger questions. Mm. As in, mm. is there a fundamental problem with the way that we are doing things, which I would quickly answer yes, yes. there yeah. is <laughs> it's quite no. interesting i mean we um i wanted to talk a bit about walking waking up today and i think mm. actually we really are because yeah we're kind of on that you, angle if you are let's say lucky enough to make it through your childhood not being brought up by parents who were either uh, abusive or screwed up in their own way with their own trauma and mm. you know un- unknowingly passing that on to you which happens all the time mm. um if you're lucky enough to be brought up in a typical family yeah. then the education system is more than likely gonna be the bit that conditions you mm. into this kind of um narrow track yeah you know it it, it kind of what it does to my mind is is it takes all the potential for an incredible human being and compresses it all down into this narrow track of education Mm. you go through and come out the other side and notably having been affected by in some way so you want to talk about kind of waking up with with reference to that I, i think it's kind of interesting to consider that the education system can conditions us and that is one of the things that mm. you need to cast off you know we've mm. talked several times about waking up being almost like a process of casting off all the bits of conditioning and trauma and other things yeah. that have been flung at you while you're you're growing up um mm. so i think yeah actually looking into that it, it makes a lot of sense that 
most people come out into the world from the education system go into work and then suffer mm. with mental health in some way or another yeah. usually anxiety yeah you know yeah. which is as far as we can work out one of the symptoms common symptoms of a waking up experience is experiencing yeah. severe anxiety it can it can be for sure i think I, you know and i I'm, I'm not meaning to say this in as in it's pre-planned or anything mm. but but just by the nature of human beings and the nature of the systems that are that we are subjected to or mm -hmm. incorporated within those are conditioning systems you know mm -hmm. now i'm not saying that this is some you know nefarious thing going on no, oh, no, ha, ha, no. Ha, let's do that i'm not saying that i'm saying that the, by the nature of us Mm. that's what happens mm. and if we would appreciate that that's what happens we might be a little bit more careful with that you know mm. about how we're utilizing it but mm. again that's a that's a big question and we're not great at asking these big questions are we doing the fundamentally right thing for these 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 children mm. Mm. um so if you consider it as a condition a conditioning which it, which it is you know mm. we said before about the the brain state from zero to seven is theta which is programming mm, as mm. i understand it you yes, know it is, as yeah, i understand yeah. it the brain is in a state where it is able to just take stuff on this is why constant yeah input, people constant say children input. can learn so quick because the brain state they're in is you know it, it allows it allows for that um so if we consider that and then consider the rest of the education system and how people progress within it. We are, we are conditioning people to a way of being mm. and then shaping them into where we want them to go. Mm. Do you know, mm. I know that I know how that sounds, but that's what we're doing, do you mm. know. Mm. And it's again, it's understandable. Everything is understandable how mm. we ended up here. Is understandable. Well, it's how we've been doing things. It's just that mm. it hasn't been changed. Well, you, well exactly. You know, it hasn't it been changed. Been it hasn't been questioned enough. You know. I think I just want to kind of um, highlight for people listening as well that when you're talking about systems, um, mm. when you came out of the Navy, you went into being sort of like a systems software systems yeah, analyst. Yeah, systems, systems complex. Complex software systems. systems. Um, so that's when you hear Dave talking about systems and systems language is yeah. you've applied that knowledge to the greater system of existence yeah for want yeah, of a better word well absolutely because I, I think having talked to a variety of people a lot mm. of people don't appreciate that they live in a system and they are, they are a cog and a wheel of a system um, because it's it's so easy not to see it um that's the thing if you go about your life and just think oh i'll just you know do mm. the education and i'll get a job here and i'll do that that's all that's a system's path that mm. you've taken now you might have a choice of a variety of paths within there and that's mm. that's fine but you're you're still succumbing to a system's demands mm. uh, and that's why one of my fundamental problems it's not that i have a problem with systems because we need we need, we need systems but we need systems that are well thought out and and that are especially when it comes to children are are th really 
got into to understand we're doing the best thing for them mm. to shape them in more ways than retention of information. I mean, God, there's so much more to us than God, yeah. than the creative that isn't answered at all in education not really it gets stifled yeah, doesn't stifled it in the, in the most in favor of retention of information so, i have a study here conducted by nasa and it's about the role of convergent and divergent thinking in children into young adults mm-hmm. um Convergent thinking is finding one solution that works for a select thing, and then divergent thinking is having a multiple so- solutions mm-hmm. which work for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and within this test, they wanted to look at creativity um, from the ages of four all the way up until 30. Mm-hmm. And children aged up to five years old, they hit 98% on creativity. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as you hit 10, that drops down by 68%. Ooh. So children at the age of 10, only 30% of them still are creative. Whoa. You hit the age of 15, only 12% of 15-year-olds are creative. And you hit the age of 30, and that's 2%. So only 2% of 30-year-olds yeah. have creative thinking. Yeah. Um and no, I, I, that doesn't. I mean, I doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. It's still shockingly huge numbers, isn't it? On, yeah. Like, you hear that? You're like, oh. God, but if, what if are we you doing? think about what what we are doing, you're 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 dressing kids all the same. Now I get there's reasons for that, so you can identify them and stuff. And then you're sitting them in rows and you're applying information into them, mm. and there is no creativity in that. It's no. it's like here's the information. Can you remember it? No. Mm. Have another go. Can you remember it? No. Right, try this, try this. Can you remember it? Yeah. Way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what? <laughs> Do you know? And if you're a bit good at, you know, painting or drawing or something, then, you, you know, you might get to do an art GCSE mm. or A-level. Or, you know. well, but uh, other than yeah. that, if you're not really any good, they don't tend to push you with art at school, you know. But I, I, what we've made the mistake of there is that, well, there's quite a few mistakes in there, really, mm. which is that art to be useful has to be, quote-unquote, good. Do you mm. know? What, I mean, what is good? Mm. And what are the benefits to the human being for taking part in a creative project without the idea that it's going to create something wonderful that everyone would, you know, g- g- mm. celebrate or whatever. Now, of course, that will happen in some situations, but there's more to creativity than the end result, mm. I think mm. I would say. Far more. I'm trying to remember that quote from um, that, that DJ movie I was talking about the other night. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was talking at the end about um, meaning being everything in creativity. Mm. And the, yeah. the, the whole point to creating something is, is not to create the end product but it's about what it means to you to do it yeah you know and it's it really is you hear people say all the time that that making something creating art is is about the journey to creating it not about the finished piece but the way he put that about meaning just nailed that down completely i'll have to watch that because you you sent it to me didn't you yeah it's it's fascinating but fascinating isn't isn't that just one of the main problems that we've got where it's all about end result it's Mm. it's the Mm. test at the end of the day and even with creativity it's the test 
you pass the test or you fail the mm. test mm. and it's like well the creative process will develop you as a human being in ways that you wouldn't even mm. find in any other way mm. possible on this planet mm. I'll, I'll guarantee you that so talk about know. that a little bit can we can we delve into that we can bit? yeah i was about yeah. to ask yeah. don't you have some uh, experience within this yeah absolutely um music and, and art um primarily but other stuff as well that i've dabbled in and the process of all the creative endeavors that i've been through has been incredibly beneficial for me in establishing who i actually am having been like lost at times in my life and trying to find a hold again mm. creativity has been amazing for that and, mm. and mm. developing I, I used to suffer from major, major anxiety, like serious anxiety when I was a kid, when we didn't even know what anxiety was. Like, it was just, there was the 70s, you just, you know... Just when people got, used to talk about Auntie Mavis suffering with her nerves. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't, mm. you didn't, you know, no, you didn't talk about anything like that. You just got on with stuff. So, I mean, when I joined the Navy, I, I had mass anxiety, like super... I, I learned how to hide it. That's how I, that's what I did. I learned how to hide it. And then, well, from talking to you, you you built a front to oh, hide behind, didn't yeah, you? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I I had a massive massive persona mm. that I'd created, you know. Um, so the yeah, just to say about the persona, the persona is that thing that you create to be uh, interfacing with other human beings that you're not particularly massively connected with, you know, on a personal level. Mm. Um, that part of you that meets everyone else, and um. Yeah, my, my persona was, was just all-encompassing because I was a wreck underneath. <laughs> and it was like it had to be. It was like, you know, so I, yeah, I, I binned all the, all the nonsense and the anxiety and shoved it way down and built a persona that was acceptable to society mm. so i you know i i'm certainly aware of how that mechanism works very aware of it actually when that when that um persona fell yeah, it did with that a was, massive that was crash. A, yeah, weirdly, as as well, not so weirdly, um, around the same time that you started getting involved with creativity, like you started writing music and performing, yeah, and all that kind did. of stuff and art. And it was, it, yeah, it was it was interesting. I think I think I'd got myself good and lost. Um, you know, the navy. I I, I don't. I, I can't say I regret it because I learned mm. so much about myself, the world, and humanity. Oh, I really, I really, the world twice. I really I mean, did. Once, once around the world, yeah, once around the world. But um, you know, I I learned I learned so much that I just wouldn't have at all. I wouldn't be here, obviously, and you know, mm. it, it taught me so much. So there's there's that. Um, I did a a bit of art and music when I was at school but you know again I was tested on that and wasn't good enough so it's <laughs> like you know, by somebody in a office somewhere who maybe hadn't had their lunch yet um maybe you know and um so yeah that was that was that was that and the um so I'd left behind any idea of creativity mm. again you know the education system certainly failed me with regards to that because mm. it was trying to teach me in one way and it took me until 20 years later to be told by someone do you know there's another way and it's like <laughs> oh is that all right yeah look at it like this 
oh, <laughs> right. Oh, I can make music now. <laughs> it's like, and then you were off and away. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then I, st I, st I started, I, I, I think the, uh, I think the drive to be creative ultimately was a drive to know myself. And I know that sounds a bit heavy, mm. but I mean it. <laughs> i think ultimately that's kind of what happens with a lot of people with creativity i mm. you know i i i was yeah I, I was lost as in who the hell am i i was starting to ask questions about the way things are mm. um started delving into creativity but then the, the crash i had out of persona which was what we would call breakdown you know we would mm. that's what we call it i i'm not so keen on that because that's very negative it was it's very got a negative connotation yeah as in it's a thing that can only have negative outcomes mm. but it, but actually in the short term for sure it's painful as hell you know really mm. but longer term i am quite happy that it happened because what it did was it brought me back to me you know a me that i didn't even know was there and i'd got like lost underneath this idea that i'd created of who i was you know and i'd created that idea of who i was to get by you know and it was like that was my survival mechanism man because you know so what was that breakdown like for you oh like, like, horrendous like, I mean, horrendous anxiety ridden and kind well of it kind of it wasn't really creativity that brought it about i think um you know that was that was there in the mix i'd started mm. you know i wasn't really heavily heavily creating anything i was just, just kind of wondering really when you think like the awakening experience started for you was that with the breakdown or was that with the later on i think it was experience? leaving the navy to be honest i okay, think that early and you know do you know why because so I think going back to like brain brain states, you know, I joined the mm. navy when I was seventeen. You mm -hmm. know, that, that, that seventeen or earlier to twenty five, I believe, is a big shift that mm. takes place. Mm. As I understand it, I don't really understand the mechanism, so I just say what I understand. But essentially, it's I heard about this and it's fascinating. It's like the brain holds off firming itself up to to see who the person is until it gets to twenty five. Mm. And apparently it could do it earlier, but it waits and then it goes, right. And you go into like a new brain state after 25. I don't know what mm. it's called, but it's there's, some, there's something the happens. Prefrontal cortex. The, the prefrontal cortex happens, is yeah. the part of the brain that's responsible for your decision making and all that mm. kind of stuff. It's, it's the last part of the brain to develop completely and right. well, quite right yeah. it, it doesn't develop until that time because it's still taking in information about how you're going to make decisions it's yeah. still learning yeah. That's which the, is fascinating the I mean, it's, incredible. it's so fascinating um i believe if i'm correct in saying girls quite often mature in this a little bit quicker than boys do okay i think for girls it's normally 24 to 26 i think boys are 20, 26 to 28, something like that, something mm. around about that. Right. Um, but the, they say 25, 26 for most people is yeah. roughly where that yeah. change happens. And yeah. it is interesting. It's really it's, interesting. It's incredible. It's yeah. um, so, so if you think about where I was at that time, I joined the Navy. So by, I was eight years in, mm. um, you know, my, I'd been conditioned, of course, you mm. know, you know, again, when I say about conditioning, I'm not, like saying oh we should all worry about that it's it's a thing we need to appreciate not be 
worried about and we need mm. to therefore take it into account when we're doing things especially with children do you mm. know what i mean mm. as to how we're going to introduce them into our society mm. that's what i mean by it but i was conditioned in the navy of course i was you know you can't how do you stay out of you d you well you don't i would, mm. <laughs> I would yeah, say you can't. just you just don't it was i was 10 years i was on three different warships i was at sea well, you know, serving on warships for mm. seven and a half years, you know. You have a job to do. You work as a team. Yeah, you have to fit yeah, in. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and you don't, I kind of knew I'd been conditioned because I was kind of aware and I used to think quite a bit even back then. I was considering stuff. So mm. I kind of knew. And then when I left the Navy um, and I came out here, I no really noticed the difference in the way things are, you know. Mm. And I started asking more questions then because I think when you're surrounded by something, it's it's easier to adopt, you know, which you, would, you could argue the schools are the same thing because mm. you're surrounded by everyone doing the same things. Mm. And it's therefore, all oh, right, this is why this, this is where you don't really question. You kind of just go, just go with it, because yeah. it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to go. Like, and it's which is, again, fair enough. You know, mm. it's understandable. So that is what happened to me during the, the Navy time, for sure. But then when I came out here, um, which I know a lot of ex-forces people kind of struggle with the shift. And it, there's a lot of reasons people give for that lack of the camaraderie and things. But it's, but it's a psychological shift as well, because the world inside there and out here are very, very different. Um, mm. And I'd always kind of ask questions, but then I started... It, it just got more and more because I had more information now it was like right. I guess when you have that kind of um, rigid structure like being in the forces um, everybody sticks to the rules the well, <laughs> you know, maybe not all there of was but, that but, but, one, you know, maybe one two, time. three <laughs> <laughs> there was that one time in Gibraltar Dave <laughs> well let's not go there <laughs> so I was thinking about um you know, for for the vast majority of, like, in an operational level, everybody mm. sticks to the rules and oh, the absolutely. machine operates well, as a to, whole yeah. smoothly. People rely when you come on out you, you into know. society, society is not like that, is it? It <laughs> is. Very few people stick to the rules in that way. There's no regimented order mm. to anything, and coming out of of one system that where everything is thought of and nailed down. Mm. into this mad free-for-all. Well, I wouldn't say it's like free. Definitely not free because, you know, that was the thing is that I thought it was. And I thought it was this... I thought everyone out here knew a lot more than I did and that I was mm. like having to play catch-up. And then I realised, well, everyone's just complying to a system. It's just mm. hidden Mm. And the one, at least the one I was complying to, was like right in your face. It was, it was like, it was very it was like, here it is. There is, no, you know, it's it's over. But the out here, covert. Mm. It's like, well, you know, you're you're still having your life shaped by a system. It's just it's further in the background that you can't really see it. Mm. And you know, and you might be thankful for it because you know a lot of the arguments will be, well, it could be worse than this and this. For sure, but it could still be better, you mm. know. So if you give the it could be worse argument, you've also got to appreciate the well, mm. it could be better argument. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, but it was um, a shock to the system. Um, but really, that waking up—I mean, the waking up was a breaking down, and that came after a lot of very personal mm. things happened. People died, and things 
got worse and worse and worse but in a, on a personal kind of level mm. and the persona is not great at holding together in times of great stress mm. and for me one night it crashed big big time you know I, the left side of my face collapsed and wow, yeah. yeah man yeah which is drop palsy i think and yeah, um, i've heard of that before yeah man it, it reset me back it kicked my but back to a, a teenage boy who had mm. decided that he needed to create a persona to get by. Mm. That's essentially what happened. You know, it was it was a reset. That's what happened there, which was fa it, it, it's fascinating. It was painful. It was terribly painful. It's fascinating to me that that was quite a big stage in your greater waking up experience. It was a huge thing. Yeah, it was absolutely huge. It it totally rocked everything about mm. everything and it i was i didn't actually have the ability to create a persona at all mm. do you know and it was, i was just this raw, raw yeah. just, it was it was like being reset back to an early teen that you know it, what it was like i suppose you didn't have to go through puberty again did you no i didn't have to Thank do God that again that. <laughs> but, but i know i know that would have been that would have been horrible but um it was like getting reset back to the mind that before I'd created like this character mm. who I did I did it to get by don't get me wrong because I couldn't I wouldn't have survived otherwise to be honest with you but yeah it just kicked my ass right back and it was stress it was just it just kept coming all the stress all the stress you know it just it just kept flying and uh, eventually it's interesting because I, I should imagine when most people think of having a breakdown, they think of the stress and they think of mm. the, the breakdown, think of the negative consequences of having a breakdown. Yeah. There's not much to say, you know, about the potential positive outcomes from that. Well, I think, I th you know? uh, from my point of view, if you look at things, it's all about the window that you're looking in. So mm. if you were looking at me then, mm. you wouldn't, have anything positive to say this you know this guy's now holding on as by his nails to fucking reality <laughs> <laughs> you know he was like he's crawling his way through life now mm. and so you would look at that and think that's a really bad thing you know mm. um whereas zoom out two three four years yeah and keep zooming out mm. and then look at what would have happened if i maintained i would have been essentially been living a lie for the remainder of my life let's say no stress had come that would mm. have rocked mm. that world and pushed me back there let's say that wouldn't have, have happened then i would have just been in my own oblivious to the truth lie mm. Mm. of of a way of being for the rest of my days without actually knowing because you know that's the mm. that's the powerful thing about a persona you do it for long enough you actually think it's you you think mm. you think mm. oh this yeah but this is me what are you talking about i've always been like this Mm, have you? <laughs> when, are you sure? When you had this breakdown, and you're on about mm. persona. What mm. was your reaction to to this breakdown? How how? What's a better question would be was how did you adjust your life to this? I at first I just well for a long time I had to just hold on. Honestly, just had to hold on. So one night it happened in one night. It built up over a long time. You know, well I suppose it was building for quite a while. All the stress came. I ended up moving into this house, and then not long after that, I had this this night that was just horrendous, and I was just in this mental anguish, and it was it was horrendous. It was just as mm. bad as it's possibly ever been for me. 
I woke up in the morning after that. I don't know when I fell asleep, but it was it was like early in the morning. I woke up and I knew something was different. I felt completely different. Felt just weird. And I looked at myself and I went downstairs and I remember vividly. I looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't recognise the person who was looking back at me, which is, I know that's odd, but it's it's like with the persona where you can create a character so you're like hey yeah this is me and you're kind of in concentration and then that becomes your natural way of being whereas when that goes you fall back to like your true nature human being and my eyes were like wide open and it was like who the fuck are you (laughs) (laughs) you know and who it was was me obviously Mm. you know but a character that I'd left behind a long time ago. That's mm. that's who it was. And, you know, even visually I'd I'd changed by taking on, mm. you know, an adopted idea of myself. So yeah, go back to what you were saying. It's like, sure you can look at it and you would look at me at that point and think, That's a bad thing that's happened to you. Mm. But where I am right now and even not even a couple of years after it happening, I was like right this is better because i'm back and i can now grow as who i am instead of some idea about who i am you know yeah and it took it took that hit for me to even appreciate what i'd been doing to be honest it's not the point when you found um dabrowski no later i found dabrowski Mm. you know i mean because i think obviously worth highlighting i mean going back to talking about more of um Breakdowns having a positive connotation mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. as a negative connotation. Yeah. I think Dabrowski was instrumental in that for me when you introduced mm. me to that. I was yeah. like, wow. He he was so, great when I found when I found him. It was like finding gold, you know, because I was lost and I and, yeah. I, and I couldn't find a way. I think it's worth it's worth saying at this point that due to family circumstances, I had a fear of psychiatry, psychology, mm. and there was no way I was going. No. ever to to find help so this started you off looking for your own answers well i had to because mm. i had i had due to things that had happened in my childhood i had an absolute fear of mm. the mental health institutes com- mm. complete total terror no way i'm going near you mm. um so i was on my own that's the fun that's a worth knowing about it wasn't like i went to the doctor and the doctor said hey you you know no i didn't go anywhere near the fucking doctor <laughs> do you know what i mean i was on my own i didn't the first person i told was two years after that break that breakdown do you know so it's worth mm. worth yeah, thinking yeah, I about think that that's worth not saying that's a good idea for anyone but that my hand was forced that was your experience that. well it, yeah it had it, you know the, the the fear i had was real and there was and it was bigger than anything so mm. I was on my own and that was that, do you know mm. what I mean? Um, so yeah, I ended up on this journey of kind of self-discovery, I guess, mm. which creativity is, a journey mm. of self-discovery. Mm. This forced my hand into a journey because I had to rediscover who I was, do you know? Mm. I'd left mm. behind, I'd done years of like being this character that wasn't truly me, mm. that. That was what I found out in in a nutshell. Mm. Yeah, I'd created this character. He wasn't who I was. I was reset to this rough version, like mm. <laughs> who didn't know <laughs> shit. And then it was like, right, I had to relearn everything. I had to relearn everything. I had to learn about myself. But I was also fascinated with, still fascinated with the world and why things work the mm. way they are. Why, yeah. you know, I'm fascinated. I am. I'm absolutely, you know, with the conversations we have 
oh. weekly we we talk for hours about you know about the way things are and why they are that way mm. and, and it, uh, I, yeah. Do you think that quite often is the way for people who've had adverse childhood experiences or trauma in childhood or you know something of that nature it, is that it does make you more curious about the yeah. world because you are constantly questioning everything all the time to make sure that everything's safe or everything's in place yeah. and you can operate safely. Yeah, you know. for sure. I mean, I th I think which is something I, I've talked to you about in the past is that I mean the 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 way that you would look at what happened to me was attachment disorder, mm. I guess. Mm. So I didn't have the positive attachments, which are what bring about a well-rounded mm. individual kind of thing. Mm. So you're with that, you're kind of adrift. That's the best way I would describe it. So you've got no anchor. There's nothing emotionally holding you into a way of being which is what seems to happen in early childhood with you know that with the two caregiving or one mm. caregiving mm. parent bringing into the world this well-rounded mm. child mm. with trauma with childhood trauma you haven't got that anchor and mm. what that meant for me was mass anxiety and fear absolute fear of i used to, i honestly was terrified of everybody there was about there was about two people in the world that didn't scare the shite out of me mm. it was just just because what's interesting is what happens on the typical front with with children and caregiving parents that's that is amazing it's mm. absolutely amazing and i can see it because i know what it's like without it so and then you know you you see people operating like we're in this world and it's like wow look, mm. look because because you were loved as a child because of that process that took place that developed your brain into into a kind of stability platform mm. like mm. here's your stability platform now off you go do you know mm. um so when you're coming to a place from early childhood trauma the world's a very scary place mm. because you don't have that platform very much so yeah. you know so i think that maybe answer your question mm. there about mm. that it's um yeah but from my point of view as well back then because of, because i didn't understand things and i didn't have that kind of emotional kind of understanding mm. you know mm. uh i was very logical so i was I had to work things out logically to try and unable know. to feel much well, I, could, I, I could feel, but pri primarily just terror. Yeah. <laughs> like that, was, that, was the, that was the main mm. you know, emotion I used to experience. I think we've talked before as well about um, you weren't really able to read other people very well. No, no, yeah. I, I couldn't. couldn't. It was, it's, I, th I think, um, I mean, just to... Because my, my mother suffered from mental health, you I mean you know, mm. but mm. Um, from quite a severe psychotic break, mm. um, which took her in and out of mental institutions. There was no bond between me mm. and my mother, mm. but she was on mass amounts of drugs. It was the 1970s. Uh, you know, I don't want to go into it too much. No, but no, no, the, no, what the point is, is that there was no bond, in, and that bond is what develops your brain into mm. understanding the relationships between you and other people humans not just the relationship between you and mo your mother no because that's but, applicable but but that's the one that teaches you how the world works mm. 
that's that's how I see, well, that's how I see it. Yeah, it gives you because it's pro the programming again, mm -hmm. so it gives you that kind of. It's like a positive conditioning almost, isn't yeah, it? You, you yeah, yeah. It's like conditioning this, from that healthy mother yeah, relationship. This is it. Like, and if you if you cry and you get held and everything, mm. you that's a lesson. That's a program that you're getting mm. as a child mm. to take that takes you on. I, I, I. One of the things that um, I think I mentioned to you is that I don't think we take enough stock of what happens in in normality for want of a better word um you whatever know that is. yeah whatever that is Typic typicality 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 Ooh, yeah let's have that mm, we'll have that <laughs> so what we do perhaps is you look at someone with attachment sort of like myself mm. who you know uh, was dysfunctional mm. delayed mental development stuff like that so you mm. look at that and go oh, okay but but what we don't really look at is the mechanism that's happening normally because to me that is just incredible it mm. really is it's like whoa that's incredible what's happening how that process brings you into stability to mm. function within the world and teaches you um at a core level how to function within this this world so i think i'm kind of getting back to where you were you were saying um when you when you're coming from a place without that, you're very much left to your analytical mind because mm, you don't yeah. have the core understanding yeah. of how things work. So it's confusing. Mm. It's, it's really confusing. Um, I ended up being hyper analytical because that was what I used to understand what was happening. Mm. So if we were having a conversation, I'd be constantly thinking about what you're saying to mm. work out what you mean because I couldn't read what you were meaning to, to, to get it's me. It's a bit like if you were trying to operate on Windows Vista when it first came out without very any similar, updates. Yeah, very, very similar. Very similar. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was very much like that. Oh, shit, I've loaded Vista. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. <laughs> Everybody else is running Mac. Jeez. I'm on Vista. I didn't oh. get that action man toy I wanted and I've got <laughs> Windows Vista in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so we touched a bit on Dabrowski earlier on. I want to come oh, yeah, back Dabrowski, to that because yeah, yeah. that that really um, impacted me when you told me about that. And I yeah. think it's been such a, a huge part of you and I understanding ourselves and understanding the, the kind mm. of mechanism of building back from a breakdown. Can I, yeah. can I just ask who sure. Dabrowski is? Well, he, Dabrowski was a student of Carl Jung's. Um, he was a psychologist and he came up with this theory of positive disintegration and the five levels of reintegration, I believe, is the way of looking at it, isn't it? It's, well, the, the his personality levels, well, his, shaping, yeah, essentially, is the his, book his, um, his five His positive disintegration, which sounds... It sounds backwards. It's, yeah, it, it mm. sounds kind of intuitive. But so the way I always explain this one to clients is... Um, Imagine you've got a wall that's been built by dodgy Acme builders mm -hmm. and it's got some gaps missing it, the pointing's off, it's not very straight. If you leant against it, it would probably fall over. Mm. Um, if you imagine that to be a, a human being that's been through trauma and you're using that badly built brick wall as an analogy, if you push the wall over, you're then left with a pile of bricks which 
you can then choose to build back in any order that you want to with your mm. own fresh cement and you can mm. build it in well, at your own pace, true, your yeah. own time, and you can build back a nice strong wall out of yeah. the same bricks. And you can, and you can understand the bricks better than you ever could. You understand yeah. the placement of each mm. brick and its yeah. reason for yeah. being there and all of Because you have to understand well. it to get it placed back, you know, and to, yes. to, get, to, to build your new structure, mm. you have to... To, to my mind anyway you have mm. to build it number one on in, in decent mm. foundations and you have to understand why you're doing things you the know. key for me with all of that as well was very much a sense of um you've got to go through the destruction first you've got to have the breakdown before you get the kind mm. of positive rebuild hence the theory yeah, of positive yeah. disintegration well i think i think with dobrowski he it was from I'm, I'm right in thinking it was polish and yes, he was Polish. Yeah, he yeah. worked in some psychiatric hospitals in he Poland, did. and he did a lot of work with autistic children as well. Was he with autistic yeah. children? Yeah, right? and actually, his work on positive disintegration has been employed more by people working with autistic children than it has anywhere else. Okay, um, they've well, kind of taken that hold sense. of that idea that actually because makes sense it applies. To me. Yeah, because because I mean the core fundamental of the idea is that there's five levels of mm. positive disintegration. Um, again, the title positive disintegration sounds all wrong, but it isn't, mm. you know, no, when, once you understand it, it's not. And it, the idea is that general society is on level one mm. and that's the functioning level of your mm. society and as a, as a main, um, the, the vast majority of people there people who fall by the wayside or who have trauma mm. you know like like myself will be out to level two which is you're starting to question the nature mm. of the society at level one mm -hmm. a lot of people i believe i haven't read i haven't read this for a long time but a lot of people at level two basically decide to get back to level one it's like because it's it's scary going mm. out on a mm. journey of on your own self-discovery takes a bit of intrepidation doesn't it you know well it's it's you know it's not an easy thing to do mm. it just isn't and it, i i would quickly add that i personally think it's a very worthwhile thing to do mm. but it's not without its troubles like so you know it's not like it's not like a walk in the park by any means mm. it really isn't but um what he described it as is yeah you can get to level two and then go back to uh, integration with mm. the level one society, which is the normal function in society, mm. or you push on into level three, four, and five, which mm. have their own. Um, it's worth having a look and seeing what those yeah. those different definitions of each of those levels are. But what he found. Can was you have a look, Al? Yeah, maybe uh, worth D D O B R O W S K I, I believe. If you can't find it by searching by name, just search for positive disintegration. Sorry, but, um, while he's doing that. But yeah, the interesting thing I think from Dabrowski is he was studying th th what would be classed as in the insane in those mm. in those mm. days, and ag again, I th going on what I was saying, as in, you, if you looked at me in my breakdown, you would say that was a negative thing. But if you zoom, time is your factor mm. to, you know, th and then we don't take time into account in a lot of ways. It's mm. like, okay, you take a snapshot 
man, there's no way you can say there's anything positive happening in there, okay? Mm. Honestly, just no way. But then if you look at your longer timeline, then positive things mm. come in. So time, to me, is the, the factor we don't generally take into account with, with a lot of mental health. And Absolutely, yeah. You yeah. Know, That's I why I do timelines with clients quite often, right. because it's good to have a perspective. A perspective of time, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Quite often end up with you know five or six sheets of A3 paper sellotaped together in yeah. a huge timeline. Yeah. But it's great, because it gives somebody... That, it's this visual, and yeah. it's there. It's, it's I, so think, I think I said to you that I... Um, I did this interview with someone who was uh, studying psychology and they wanted to yeah. talk to someone who uh, experienced attachment oh, yes. disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, a it was a couple of years back. And this is how you can even not realize your own advancement. You know, obviously I've made a lot of advancements from the anxious, frightened, mm. I'm not that mm. guy anymore, do you know? I mean, I think that's, I'd maybe probably don't have to say that. But, you know, that's not who I am anymore because of the development and the mm. cycles that I've been through myself. But what really brought it home to me was a few years back and she was asking me questions about certainly my childhood and the impact that it had on the way that I perceived life and everybody and all the mm. rest of it. Mm. And I noticed afterwards that all the questions she was asking, I was answering, I used to be like that. I used to, I used to. And, I, and it took someone mm. asking me, saying, you know, for me to for me to realize, to, to me to realize <laughs> that, that actually mm. oh hang on hang on that's the past now that's gone and it's like oh, okay that's good mm. but it's interesting that you know it needed that question to mm. to highlight that yeah know, yeah I that i was in a new way of being basically uh, yeah and, uh, again if i reference this back to my experiences with clients it, it's quite often changes and really realize very often until something profound happens yeah. and then you realize there's been a change because you suddenly go oh, well i didn't act how i usually do in that situation yeah. like uh. yeah yeah so yeah that was me a do, you, do you find some dabrowski yes so a wiki page there or something is it the um, level one is primary integration level two is uni level disintegration Level three is spontaneous multi-level disintegration. Level four is directed multi-level disintegration. And level five is secondary integration. Okay. If I go onto this, it should give me a further analysis into what each one is. Yeah, I seem to remember um, reading, a wiki, reading a wiki page mm. years ago. It got me out yeah, of the W yeah. mixed up then. And it gave a kind of general idea about what each one kind yeah. of was. Um, I haven't looked at that for ages because mm. I bought his book. Yeah. I bought the, bought the book he's and not, read no, it. It's fascinating. Not, uh, but going back to what you, you what what happened with me was, I couldn't seek help. Mm. Okay, mm. it's always worth remembering mm. that mm. you know I, I I was unable to seek. You help. had a you had a barrier. To I had therapy. a barrier. There's no way I was. It just wasn't going to happen. So, I was on my own, and then I came across Dabrowski, mm. which, he explained what was happening. And that it was a positive thing, even though mm. that it was a disintegration. And it was like, honestly, it was like finding an oasis. It was like, oh, right, that's what's going on. You see, that you moment know. you had there, I've had with clients when they come in in a similar kind of state to the one you've been in. Yeah. And I've gone, it's okay. 
Yeah. It's, it's okay. Everything it's is going to be okay. This is perfectly normal. Yeah. You're not the first person to feel like this. And this is definitely something that we yeah. can work with. And that relief of... Too going, right. <sighs> I, found, I found it on, online. And it, I, remember, I remember the day I found it. I honestly do. Because mm. it was like, oh... Right, I mm. can because I was lost because when you haven't got any map or anything, you know, you you you're just lost, and it was like I knew it was moving, but it could have been round in circles, it could have been <laughs> fucking anywhere. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was I was writing, and it was just all manic, really. Um, and then I found that it was who was just someone saying that he'd experienced it before, and well, the interesting part that he found i think level five is when he is when people get a reintegration but at a different level of consciousness i would mm. i would say mm. and they go on to try and do things to benefit humanity mm. th- which he observed from people who were classed as you ins- might call insane. that a spiritual awakening absolutely maybe? absolutely i think they're in well psychological spiritual awakening well that makes me that makes me think of the shamanic traditions mm-hmm. and um, what quite ha- what happens quite often in tribal situations like that where you've got like shaman or witch doctors and all that kind of stuff is somebody within the tribe who's having what we would consider to be mental health issues. Yeah. They are held and supported through that whole process by the entire tribe. Yes. Because the belief of the tribe is that that person has knowledge and a window into other worlds beyond Mm -hmm. this one Mm -hmm. that the ordinary tribes people don't have. So what they do is they they nurture this person through their mental health process until they come out the other side of it. And then they essentially end up being one of the tribe elders or a shaman or a witch doctor. And somebody who other people go to for help yeah. yeah i mean that sounds like what you were just describing dabrowski having observed yeah. as well so which same, is uh, wild you, and but what do we do within this country oh we medicate we medicate them <laughs> and <laughs> slap them in do. an institution yeah. in one of those lovely coats with the cuffs well, it makes people un- the back, it makes you know? people uncomfortable that's the thing because yeah. we've got this I then again this comes down to what we were talking about before which is this prescription society that we live in so we've got this idea how everyone should be which is very mm. persona based mm. and if anyone deviates from that they, talking they, about you know no- normal oh normal yeah the old and myth of normal yeah <laughs> if you deviate from that then you're seen as a threat to the society society rather than that way, and I, I'd heard of that as well, which is where they would um, they would use things like ayahuasca to bring the person through because they would recognise it as long term. Again, time, you know, mm. long. What we do is we medicate because short term it's uncomfortable for us. Yeah. Instead of thinking long term, this could be good for them and us. Do you know, like you say, because you can develop yourself further. And it's, this is an indication that that process is happening. Mm. Um, so I, I, we don't have that perspective. It doesn't help no. at no. all that we don't have that perspective. And I, I mean, from my own point of view, um, being, being able, you know, I'm, I'm sat here very comfortable talking to you. As you, as mm. you know, I don't have a problem talking about anything in my in my life, having developed from being the most 
anxious, frightened kids you could probably ever meet. Mm. Do, do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. Going through that to here, that can't be seen as a bad thing, ultimately. God, you know? no. So again, time, which we, we're not... We, Tough we, along you know. the way, as oh, gotcha. every... Gotcha. Every journey of this nature is, yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't, well, re- I don't regret honest, it. Every, every journey, full stop in life, has got its own pitfalls yeah, along the absolutely. way. Nothing's a, a straight line. And I genuinely do believe that nothing good mm. ever came easy. No, you know. no, it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. It's, um, yeah, you're over there, Al? Yes, I've just found something which is a bit more easier to digest. Uh-huh. Um, so level one, primary integration, going back to positive disintegration, uh-huh. yeah, um, would be stuck in the present, a lack of imagination, projection, and realistic goals, and an impairment of personhood. So you'd mm. basically be very reactionary. Um, mm. Going back to you, you would be having the persona um, mm. before the breakdown. A lack of mm. personhood. Yeah. yeah, and then as you're going up the levels, you're increasing the way you would see yourself and how you would imagine yourself in the future, mm. you know, Gaining that personhood, so and self-awareness, like yeah. increasing self-awareness mm. as growth, and, and then at the same time, at the very last level is a higher level of development, a new organization and harmonization of personality, uh, a self-aware, self-chosen, and self-affirmed structure. So basically, you know who you are mm. by the end of yeah. level confidence. Five. Yes, yes. So you start basically as a blank piece of paper and by the end you've molded and shaped yourself into who you want to be. You fall you fall apart and you rebuild yourself in a like like as Rich said with the with the wall. With the the wall, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think that's in, in in my experience that was exactly what it was. It was like I set off on a path, that path ended up on the end of a cliff and you know, and then I had to build from there. But the 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 thing I think the second time round is that you're coming at it from a place of knowledge. So you're mm. coming at it with a completely, you got your older, which is obviously going to give you a different perspective on, on what's happening and where you want to go and what you want to learn about yourself. So it, it's, yeah, it's a different perspective that you have uh, that kind of second time round. So the falling apart, you know that's why i don't even really like using the the i mean i use breakdown because that's our that's our it's our national understanding well that's (laughs) that's how we perceive it uh where whereas actually again if you introduce time breakdown doesn't work because because that that happened to me allowed me to build myself to where I am now, so it, you know, it's, it's it's also one of those words that's overused as well, isn't it? You know, it's like somebody yeah. having a bad day. Is, oh, I've had a total breakdown. Yeah, I don't think you have. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's like you know, we talked as, as well about um, reclaiming the word mental. Mm-hmm. You know, be, mm-hmm. because it's used in the wrong connotations, and I think breakdown is, is one of those words. It, it, it has mm. the wrong kind of connotations we, we attached know, to it. We know what you mean when you you say it, but the mm. problem is we don't. It's a bit flippant. Yeah, and we don't understand ourselves well enough to for that to have any use as as yeah. and well true use. I mean, mm. you know, you can have you can have some kind of basic understanding of what's going on there, but if you if you don't really understand the mechanisms at play, you know, mm. like for instance with me with persona, mm. and you know, I mean, is essentially not being able to hang on to that 
identity mm. any longer um and then rebuilding from there mm. um you know arguably you you could go back and say well you know you wouldn't have had to build a persona if this hadn't happened but that's life you've, you've you know, things happen and and you well, do you don't have any control over what you get as a child you, you, no you, you don't, don't have that pop out the womb and go i'll take that yes. package there I'll please take the, <laughs> the, take the, the one with the pool and the helicopter we'll yeah. have that and one I'll have the, I'll have no, the same you salad get, you, you get yeah. what you're given unfortunately and then you have to sort it the fuck out yourself there's well, so yeah. many external yeah. factors that can yeah. just shape yeah. who you are absolutely. yeah absolutely absolutely but, but you've also got the ability to reshape that's what i would say to anybody is mm. is that no matter what happens you have the ability to make a decision about where you're going next and it might be hard and you might have to crawl there to begin mm. with before you get up on your feet but you have the ability to say you're going to move forward and it's going to be under your steam and under your direction and i, I think, think i think that's an important that factor the statement in itself is the value of having these kind of conversations on mm. a podcast yeah because you know people listening to this might have had similar experiences or yeah for you know, sure will be in the middle of something like that at the moment may have experienced a, a breakdown and and not looked at it any other way than being a, a negative thing yeah no um again you know, that's so what we're uh, are, it's are, what we're told and it yeah. and it certainly feels like at the time but um ultimately i think it can be i look i look back on it now as a positive thing that happened to mm. me mm. which is i know strange but True. You're right. It it is about perspective because at the time when something like that is happening, your world is crumbling around you. It's scary as hell. Mm, mm. But like you said, you look back on on that like in a, a couple of years time after the event, and you've grown so much as a person, and everything has changed. And you look back at that, and it it doesn't seem scary anymore. It's no. scary when you're going through it because it's new and it's unknown. Mm. But um, I, th I think there's a massive, um, a massive amount of benefit sometimes in like head on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just push through that bit and get to the other I, side. I push through that bit, get to the other side. I now see that for my own development as it was necessary. Mm -hmm. Do you know? I mean, mm -hmm. okay, you could say that I could have just stayed as that, but I'd given the choice. No, I no, I'll take this path, however painful it was. I'll, I'd rather be real, do you know, like that. To it's me, it's kind of like none of it was a choice, though, is it? You know, not really. Kind of. A lot of it was, a lot of it was forced because of circumstances, you know. Um, so no, I didn't, I didn't have that choice. But if I, if I did have that choice of just staying as that guy. Mm. Do you know? I mean, he was funny as fuck. He really mm. was. Honestly, I'd have you fucking. I still stitches. see him every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, <laughs> he just he just shows up, man. He tell you, you never can tell. But um, given the choice of staying as that dude or having taken this journey, which and it is a journey. There's no denying it. And yeah, there's some blinking swamps and crocodiles and stuff you've got to <laughs> find your it's way true. past. But what you learn and what you learn about yourself and what you learn about other people it's 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 incredible and i i think you know adding on to that idea that, that you do have you do have choices they might not seem like big choices but they are they are choices and they do turn out to be big big choices but but um 
how you perceive yourself within that circumstance really matters. You know, I've been in situations with my own mental health where I've seen myself as, you know, the the victim, which is ov it's obvious. And, and mm -hmm. you, you know, I, I don't blame myself for ever fe feeling like that. You know, why did this happen to me? Why? What did I, I think it's a natural part of the process. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're in a lot of pain, of course. Yeah, you need you know. the, the starting of asking mm. questions. Yeah. Really. But but really, again, perspective matters. That to me is one of the most important things you can bring to your mm. own journey, to your own experience. Is your own perspective on it. So yeah, that shouldn't happen to you. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, you're in a lot of pain. Okay, got it. No problem. Now are we going to sit there, or are we going to be the plucky adventurer that's going to fucking get out of here and move forward and build ourselves back? Which one are we going to do? Do you know? And that's a choice. Mm. That really is. And it's just a perspective shift. Changing your perspective. It doesn't, you don't, you know, I mean, we can talk about forgiveness of another, another time. And that's important. Mm. But how you're, how you're perceiving yourself at this moment matters. You know, you can Massively. be the, yeah, you can be that plucky adventurer who's down on his luck. He's been beaten down. Do you know what I mean? Gorillas attacked him and took all his clothes, <laughs> and he's cold and wet, and Jesus, he's crawling through a swamp. Yeah, you be you be him, but keep fucking crawling. That's your decision. Do you know? And who are you going to be? And that that happened to me at one point. It was a shift in me where I changed from. Mm being that victim person and i was that person for a, quite a long time but i still was moving forward but i was but i was certainly in that mindset of do you know what i mean this shouldn't happen rather than this did happen right what we're doing okay so shifting that and that to me helped inc incredibly you know about how my how am i perceiving myself and how am i perceiving this this journey um it it's that that shift can aid you in ways that other things just can't you know it's because so, zoom know. out a little bit yeah zoom out yeah a little bit and have a look at that slightly wider it, picture yeah it's it's just that shift in that little shift in perspective and it, well it's a big shift when you're there it mm. really mm. is a big shift because because so much has happened or whatever and you know what i mean and you're in a lot of pain yeah it is it is quite a shift but if you can do it, if you can make that shift and see, you know, how am I moving forward? How am I, how am I getting out of here? Then that's a totally different dude, you know? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a different dude taking on the, the next stage of your journey compared to the, this shouldn't happen to me. Yes, it shouldn't happen to you. Got it. Yeah, and you I know? think it is important to remember that one step at a time can be so much more powerful than trying to run up the whole mountain in one oh, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it's that idea of just what can I do for myself today? And when I've been in my lowest points, it, it's always the simple stuff, you know, cook myself a nice meal. You know, have a wash, get dressed. You know the basics. Mm. It sounds so basic, mm. but when you when you're in that place of feeling like so worthless and horrible, mm. doing the little things to help yourself for me 
personally speaking is always the way that I try to get mm. back on That's because it, that, yeah. you know I do something little for myself you know I, I cook a meal I sit down I eat it and I'm like oh god I'm so glad I did that mm. I feel really good about me now you know because I've done that for myself, I've I've nurtured mm. me, that's the, that's and I know how to do. It's weird that how now, you use you know? that word because my neighbour, who also suffered from childhood trauma, we ended we mm. ended up good friends. You know, it's mm. funny how we all end up chatting to each other, isn't yeah, it? We weird, yeah. we tend to find each other. It's we do, like, like you know. Well, it's true. <laughs> it is true. It's almost like you know the energies match, and it's mm. like okay, yeah, I see. You know, um, and she used to she used to know when I because I'd go quiet. You know, if I was in a particular bad period or whatever, mm. I go quiet, and she just texts me and say, "Nurture yourself." That was what she always mm. said to me. Mm. You know, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember, I remember. Yeah. Look yeah. after myself, just on a basic fundamental level. It sounds like, so know. simple, but my no, God, when you're in that place, that's one of the just most take, powerful things you take, can do. Take a bath or yeah. something. Just when you're you know, in that place as well, you can find it comfortable. You know, because it's. Mm. It's just one of those things that you just go back to your basics. It's because it's familiar. Yeah. That's why it's comfortable. Even though it's actually an uncomfortable situation, there is comfort in that uncomfortable familiarity. I always like to remind myself of Samwise Gamgee and he's leaving the Shire and he says, oh, one more step and this is the furthest away from home I'll ever be. But he takes that that. extra step and then look on the journey you went. That's a grand line. I love that. I always like to try and think of that in my everyday life. I'm about to do something uncomfortable Mm. no matter how deep or how little it is. Mm. Just think, just take that one more step and Mm. Who are knows? Gonna, are you going to do that when we jump out of a plane next oh, Wednesday? Out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to resist step. getting that one in there, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely bricking it. But, you know, I've done a little bit of research. It's 120 miles per hour max freefall speed, and I do that quite often on the bike. So it won't be won't be that different. The only difference is instead you won't of a, be like that. yeah, instead of a tree coming towards me fast, it'll be the ground. <laughs> only only planet Earth, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's fine, mate. We all bounce. We all bounce. Yeah. Yeah. Right, guys. Well, that feels like a nice place to wrap it up for today. Mm. I think it's been a, an, an interesting podcast. Um, Awakening, anxiety, and childhood experiences. Yeah, we we touched on quite a, quite yeah. a few bits and pieces. I think yeah, we'll we'll have a few more chats about the oh, awakening. I'm, I'm sure stuff. you'll be back again, mate. Yeah. You know, it's like um, I, you know, just to kind of wrap up what I was saying about that. I think we're in need of a major shift in the way that we're doing things. Mm, do I agree. I, which encompasses education, government, each other, ourselves. In the air, there is and mm. that's okay that's a good mm. thing you know because we we have the actual ability to transform it into something beautiful we, things we, like that start earlier actually gave me a, a bit of a warm in my heart you know 60 percent of parents don't think the edge and that yeah. was from a sample size um, mm-hmm. you know they haven't asked the mm. whole population that's a yeah so yeah. things like that are great to hear because it really yeah, does show that public opinion is is changing and people are realizing if you apply the timeline effect to that as well so you mm. could you could go oh that's really negative the, the, the no how about look at it on a timeline and think well what if we transform it mm. into something amazing Mm. And we can't do that unless we go through this bit that you might think looks a bit negative. But yeah. you could actually bring this to something amazing yeah, and yeah. zoom out the timeline. Don't it know. is all perspective, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Add time, always. 
It's <laughs> a good time. idea. Add time and stir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just add a sprinkling of time and you Sprinkling of time yeah. and we're all good. I would just like to add before we go that all relevant sources brought up today will be in the description. And if there's anything we've touched on which has struck a nerve or, or maybe upset you, we'll also lead some relevant information to, to help you along your way, such as Samaritans and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. We've always got some useful contacts up on the website if people are struggling with their mental health, need a bit of support, just someone to talk to. You can find those useful links up on there. Um, and as always, if you are really struggling, um, there are professionals out there who are willing to help. And especially if you're a man, there ain't no harm in talking about it. We no. need to talk about it more as Damn men. Straight. That's something we're going to be flying the flag absolutely. for a bit more, I think. Totally. They're not all big softies like us. <laughs> that's true but yeah right. just, just take it one day at a uh, I can't speak take it one day at a time and a exactly one foot in front of the other and on that note thank you very much for listening we hope you've enjoyed it see you next time cheers, cheers guys man. cheers <laughs>